This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 148 of Horse Tip Daily, a different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. This tip is sponsored by EcoGold, high-performance products for your horse at ecogold.ca. Enjoy today's tip. I am Glenn the Geek, and welcome back to Horse Tip Daily from here in Lexington, Kentucky. We actually had a 65-degree day yesterday. It was absolutely beautiful here in Lexington. First warm day we've had in a very long time, and it was much appreciated. Well, today we have back with us international dressage rider Lisa Wilcox. She's co-host of the Dressage Radio Show here on the Horse Radio Network. Everybody knows Lisa, and she's done a bunch of tips now for us. You can go back to horsetipdaily.com and look up Lisa Wilcox under the Experts tab and go back and listen to all our tips in a row if you'd like. As we know, she's a sought-after clinician, and she really travels the country now and the world uh, doing clinics for her students and uh, acting as a trainer and a teacher. This tip is taken from Episode 39 of Dressage Radio Show. If you'd like to hear the whole show, please take a listen in at dressageradio.com. You know, professionals like Lisa, like Philip Dutton and McLean Ward and Ashley Holzer, Karen O'Connor, Boyd Martin, and Jessica Phoenix are all choosing the high-performance products of Eco Gold. High-performance saddle pads and horse boots. They're made of non-slip, 100% breathable Materials and then the alt are for the ultimate in comfort and protection for your horse. Made with high-tech materials and state-of-the-art design, Eco Gold innovative products are the choice of top the top riders that I mentioned and many many more. You want to check out all of their cool products and they have a fantastic website as well. Go to EcoGold.ca and learn more about the products that the professionals are choosing to use. Those high-performance saddle pads and boots at ecogold.ca. That's for Canada. That's knock.com.ca. I think there's there's always a, uh, huh, I guess, a, a misunderstanding or misconception of the thin and the thick bit. And I think that for me in general, I like to see the horses go in a thicker bit. Therefore, the pressure to the mouth is softer. Therefore, the reaction of the horse is going to be more or less like I would rather have a horse feel like taffy in the re- reaction to a half halt than feel like he, rich, he gets rigid and braces over the back. I'd rather see the half halt take a moment to come through mm-hmm. and repeat myself several times before it becomes more immediate than to take a sharp bit and have the horse over you know, a long period of time begin to brace to the pressure of a sharp bit. Yes. And what I have found is with my uh, young horses, if I need a correction, then I try to keep the correction a two-day thing. Then I'll put a thinner bit in if he's just getting more stronger than I could possibly manage. Then I'll put my thinner bit in, but I'll, um, I'll keep it really down to a two-day, three-day max, and go right back to my thick bit, and then I I am always um, positively, um, with the the way he receives the bit then, he's very soft, 
very anxious to just find the connection. And when you make the half halt, the reaction he yields, he stays st- st- soft over the top line, and there's no rigidity in the half halt. <clears throat> and so if I can give you a tip, it would be this. Stay honest. Do your homework. And as Ernst always said, torture yourself, not the horse. And if you can get yourself to just grin and bear a couple of half halts, if it takes 15 or 20, I don't care, that are not necessarily so immediate and they feel a little bit like taffy, but the top line doesn't brace or get rigid, then rather do your work and take your time and get it done this way But if it absolutely gets to the point where the horse is up and above the bit and taking you for a ride, well, then go ahead and get your thinner bit, your sharper bit, do the correctional half halts you need to do over the next two days, but then get yourself back into that soft bit, thicker bit, if it's a hollow snaffle. You know, and I'm talking a big, thick bit that uh, allows the horse to... uh, relax in a transition, not tighten. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, very mm-hmm. important. And and also, uh, I think we should just mention one other thing that I think that sometimes there's the, a misunderstanding about is the effective use of the curb chain, Lisa, and what is correct right. and what is not correct in the fitting and use of a curb chain. Correct. And it's often here that we see that... Uh, the, the curb chain is either too loose, and so when the curb is taken for the moment that it might be needed in a half halt, it's parallel to the ground, which it should not be. It should really sit at about a 45 in, in, angle, 45 uh, degree angle at the most, or you see it so tight that when you take it, the shank doesn't move at all. And ideally, the curb is to be used in the moment of the highest collection. Let's just say just as you're beginning to go into a pirouette, it's just to get that little last bit of control as you need to get the horse to stay on the spot and active, but it's there has to be a release. It's a half halt. You, you take the pressure of it, and then you release it through the squeeze and relaxation of the fist. And this is what I often see the curb is not what we should be riding on. It's the bradoon that we should be riding on. And often what I see is the riders having a strong horse, and rather than to get him through on the bradoon, they'll shortcut, take the curb, and the quick fix. They think they can get the horse round on it. Well, it is a quick fix. However, that pressure over a prolonged period of time is going to cause the horse to brace its jaw, its pole, and hold its underneck to the pressure it's feeling on the curb on the chin there. Right. So for that quick fix, there is a long-term negativity if it's used often, if it's just used straight. Absolutely. To keep that horse wrong, round. And uh, the the point is what I try to do is pad the curb so that, and, I, and, and every horse is very different. Some horses are exceptionally sensitive there. So I pad the curb so that there's no sharpness whatsoever when I need to ask for a moment for them to 
yield to the curb, mm-hmm. but it really is a momentary thing. You shouldn't see the riders riding on the curb. That should not be your primary primary half halt. Should be on the bridoom. The mm-hmm. curb is really just for a moment, and then you need to be looser on it. Right. And uh, yeah, if it, it's yeah, and Good. that's that's something that I think that if riders will just honestly do their homework and honestly means you're going to have to sweat a little bit to get a horse through on the snaffle. Mm-hmm. on the right. redoon part of it, then you're going to find later down the road, you're going to pat yourself on the back and go, wow, this horse is so lovely to ride. Yes. And look at he's smiling. Well, thank you again to Lisa and to Chris Stafford for providing that tip off the Dressage Radio Show, episode 39 at dressageradio.com. You can go over there and listen to that whole episode. We'd be happy for you to do that. Of course, we have a number of shows that we do here in the Horse Radio Network, and they can all be found at horseradionetwork.com. And don't forget, we did our Horse Husbands episode last week at Stable Scoop. It's the most downloaded episode last year. I'm sure it will be again this year. So stop over to StableScoop.com and check out the latest Horse Horse Husbands episode. We think that you will enjoy that a lot. It's up right now. Well, I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, stay safe, everyone.